Welcome to the fourth floor, my name is Kelvin. This is part two of our episode on asteroid mining, where me, Jason, and Chris talk about workplace accidents in space, finding a new job for observational astronomers, and private corporations automating the whole thing. All right, let's get into it. Use the derivative version for current instead (laughs) of the integration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. um, that's uh, maybe another avenue of the space industry is just power generation. Yeah, which, like um, I, I actually haven't thought of until we were having this conversation. Is like that that might be another big one. Um, so uh, yeah, getting uh, a bit back on track here. Um, I, I'm I'm curious about how you guys think actually doing a mining operation would work um because when i think the first thing i think in my head um i, I guess because i've been playing a lot of space engineers <laughs> is you have a rocket ship and you have a drill on it and you just fly into it and then that, and then you get your stuff so um, well, yeah how, how do you think it'll well, work you gotta, you gotta remember scales right there aren't too many rocks up there that you're gonna want to mine yeah that yeah. you can get the front of a ship to just be okay touching yeah right most of the rocks that you're gonna want to hit are the size of city blocks to the size of cities too bigger mm. and so you're not going to take your rocket ship with a drill on the front and go in and like blast off some little pebbles and go get them because <laughs> yeah. if you blast off little pebbles they come at you at like tens of thousand kilometers an hour because they will <laughs> and they will blow your ship up nice. so you have to find a way to get these rocks safely to become like low enough speed uh, yeah. and momentum so that it's safe so either you if they're big enough you can go in and you can actually set up a mining facility on it and slowly pick it apart and take it to that facility because okay. then you are controlling its momentum and you're being able to change its momentum into a usable product if you wrap a net around it and explode it Mm. You are no longer in control of that momentum. And mm. you just took a rock that was going 22, 24 kilometers a second. Yeah. And, you know, like nobody, nobody enjoys that. Mm. Um, no. And also, uh, so you mentioned like the rocket or whatever, you fly into this thing and you're going to get conservation of angular moment. Uh, sorry, just momentum, just like the rocks. Last time I checked when somebody wanted to screw something on the space station, they had to be attached to the space. Exactly. You just start moving. That's exactly. Rocks just sitting there like, I don't know what you wanted me to do. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you're, you're saying that, I guess, the, the more popular um, the more valuable rocks will be the larger ones you think and then we'll probably fly there on you know large ships and like start setting up a base to live something, on. yeah probably mm-hmm. something similar to like an oil platform one of those right. movable platforms yeah. something yeah. that you could set up would match the momentum of the rock so that you could take off smaller rocks and, and only get the valuable ones only get the valuable ones but the big thing is is when you detach those rocks you're in control of their momentum mm. right that's the key because if you're out in space mm. and you just blow up a rock, yeah, you're it's, having a really bad day. Well, the funny thing is, like this whole time, 
all I could picture was the actor from Armageddon, just like riding the nuke and he's saying, no nukes, no nukes. And uh, yeah, like same situation is occurring. Like you said, like a little oil platform thing, but the ergonomics, yeah, I think is the huge thing. Like the ergonomics, like if you have, and speaking of oil, like, like if one of those, I just imagine one of those oil spinny things that uh, like, like that extract just like raw, raw oil juice from the earth mm. they do this rotation thing but that's like just the center of mass and a spinning big rock out in space yeah. it's just like the thing just like kind of wiggles around <laughs> yeah so getting that or like a big drill you're like pushing you'd, in or like you'd you're have smashing to probably it, you know? use a smashing technique unless you um it was large enough such that when you were attached to it you didn't throw off anything yeah. when you did drill like large cutting tools like yeah. like you might actually just need to like burn up some other heavier like stronger metal material just like actually just slicing bits off and then yeah. taking it to your nuclear powered space yeah. thing somewhere you, i mean you could do it like uh, they have the excavators now and they have the jackhammer on them and tung, tung, mm. tung, tung, tung. Mm-hmm. you would want something like that but you have to remember there's no gravity yeah, you're just so shaking you like really are hard. sitting there and every time you hit it you want to go out so you have to be bolted down into this thing yeah you hit it that part flies off so yeah right now it doesn't have a lot of speed but it probably weighs enough that it's going to cause grief right so you have to find a way to then capture it yeah i mean and the way you describe that all i'm seeing is like a really big metal spider just humping a space rock yeah because i mean what else can you do yeah it was some sort of i don't know if it'd be a net or like some sort of covering like you said because you're breaking off pieces but then you'll want to hang on to them you have to be able to hang on so there's like a net between all the legs that doesn't fly away yeah and somebody might (laughs) it does look kind of strange yeah and some of the listeners might uh key in they're like oh why don't we capture them and bring them somewhere you haven't solved you haven't solved the problem yeah yeah yeah. unless you capture it and bring it to earth if you have a large orbital facility that's easier to maintain by humans that's closer in like in orbit around earth then you can right get a remember the size you now have to make an orbital thing that's like, like garage point. cities big. Well, it, it has it, to be because you have to. It just you needs have to be to a platform so you can have your vehicles that are going to operate on it. Just it has to win in mass, or you've just put an orbital platform on the rock and you that, just well, move the rock. Somewhere. You're right. Okay. Right. Um, and also, um, you did mention early on that you'd want the biggest rocks, but I'm just curious, like, because there's many small rocks, so mm-hmm. wouldn't it be valuable to just find valuable small rocks to go there and that would be easier to mine than a large one? The mm-hmm. smaller, they'd be easier to deal with. Okay. But whether or not they are, like, like I say, that depends on your technique. Are you trying to put a net around them and take them back to Earth like NASA right. wants to do? Okay. So you lose a lot of material, not a, like a ridiculous amount fractionally, but when you think about, again, like the ergonomics of just when you're in outer space and like a lot of this dust or like debris actually just escapes what you're trying to capture. And that's just like yeah. a lot of lost stuff. So what do you so put like a big old shell of your best water? thing is to build some type of platformish idea in a Lagrange mm. point on the moon. Mm. And you're going to try to get rocks, break them down into a certain size that just goes into a forge. Yeah. Like it just yeah. goes into something that's hot Yeah, and it takes that whole rock and it either they break it down first or it just instantly melts it Mm. because trying to break things apart in space is annoying because like if i if i go up to a space rock with a hammer and i hit it the space rock doesn't go anywhere i do i go backwards (laughs) 
really quickly. Again, you have to be bolted down. <laughs> yeah. And so now you've yeah. got to be bolted to this rock that you're going to explode. <laughs> like, nobody sees the problem with that. Yeah, Every time yeah. they bring up space mine, they're like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. I'm like, no, you are attaching yourself to the thing you're destroying. The whole purpose, like, when we mine on Earth and you want to blast, everybody clears out because we know on Earth that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the giant space spider... Yeah, also, yeah, like, when like, you do this, what kind of energy it would need? It would, it would have to break up the... Yeah, so you'd have to send one of Chris's, like, juice tubes mm-hmm. that we'd recharge from yeah. this nuclear facility and just strap it to this big space spider and then you just smash. Yeah, well, you'd have to figure out... Um, I'm just trying to think because you have all of the new, uh, the gravitational binding energy, right? Yeah. It, you could assume that that's, like, your first order. Yeah. Is that it's all nuclear uh, gravitational binding potential. And then, which is, you know, that's got tens and almost 20 zeros on the end. Yeah. It's, it's, so now you have to get a boom. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, there's another thing, too. Is and whatever... for a little bit of clarification on that, when CERN went boom in 2008, Eight. was it? Yeah. That, only, that yeah. only had like a 10 to the 9 joules on that explosion. Yeah. To, to like <laughs> break big rocks apart with an explosion of that of that like those size that's Mm. like you need a couple billion of those (laughs) yeah and um yeah it's another thing too is this like when you're using that much energy and like blowing stuff apart aside from like collection um you need to find a way to contain them and you also don't need to like hurt yourself Mm -hmm. because you're just kind of blown it up and then you're like okay but you're attached to it yeah yeah because otherwise it doesn't you don't you're not gonna win yeah, that's kind of odd. So, just throw them at each other. Yeah, and it's like when you take that that gravitational potential mm-hmm. and you blow up those rocks, those rocks now have that kinetic energy. Mm-hmm. So all of their mass went to pathetic, but their mm-hmm. V-squared speed is stupid. And you now have more things to have to travel to and collect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What you actually do is you do like a Spider-Man thing. And you like, man, I'm digging the spider theme here, but you just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you fly by it, but you clip onto it and then you just do this ridiculous spin and you just like let go and then throw it, have like some predictive AI where it's going to go and then you just throw it into other space rocks until it's broken up, broken up enough to work with. <laughs> Like in the TNO belt or like asteroid belt. That way it just actually cracks apart and you don't actually have to well, like Well, you also up. have to remember there's a lot of empty space between rocks. So if you yeah. launch if you a rock miss... at another one, it's not even if you miss, you launch it, you're waiting. It's a like huge... a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a huge yeah. undertaking too. Yeah. Know, yeah. To put that, all that momentum in. So like smash for it. me, the best thing yeah. would be to go after large ones, turn them into small ones on site and transport those small ones to a refinery that melts mm-hmm. them down. And then that way, if you could find ones the size in which you're already transporting, you could latch onto them and bring them. Be, you know, you just wouldn't have to do the breakup thing. But mm-hmm. to break it up, you'd start with a, a rock whose mass is large enough that yeah. when you start pounding on it, you know, it's still going to win. It's like we when we mine the earth, we blow up the earth, the earth doesn't care. The earth is way too big. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you're going to want to find rocks that when you start hitting on it with a chisel, you're the part that wants to fly away, not the rock. Yeah, and yeah, I was kind of sitting here thinking of like other methodologies. Like we're all using like ergonomic things, like hammers and drills yeah, and yeah. like big old guns. But even if you had like a laser cutting tool, it's all energy going into the object in that direction. 
Like even if you had a high energy mm, laser cutting tool, you're still lit. just like yeah. shining aggressive light at it and like giving it propulsion. Like 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 yeah, exactly. Just so like we you, would, just like we would too. Where we we've like suggested for future anti asteroid, you know, defense systems will actually just use a highly reflective material to just like yeah. derail well, um, and like comets. And if stuff. you were to do that, and so now you got to think. So I've got this platform, and I've drilled myself into it so that i don't fly away when i turn on my laser because mm-hmm. if i turn on the laser and i hit the rock me and the rock are going to separate again you have to be even... bolted down so <laughs> yeah. you bolt we yourself even... down but now you've bolted yourself down so that that doesn't happen which means that the rock now gets pushed and you go with the rock mm-hmm. let's say you weren't pointing at its center of mass yeah what if you were just like canceling them out and also, also, oh, because if, if you create spin, you yeah, you yeah, would yeah, yeah. you would torque yourself, yeah, right. and then you would increase spin, Yikes. which would yeet you off. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these so, these problems are really only for like the smaller asteroids, because the bigger ones, like they wouldn't, you would, can't change it that much by no. So the mass, and that's the thing. The bigger the ones are generally a little nicer, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it takes pretty big earthquakes for Earth to kind of oh, you you messed up my yeah. my tilt a bit. We also haven't brought up that we could just put like. You know, Jim or Barbara on the other side of the rock and just do oh, the same thing. It always Mine. has to be synchronized yeah, mining. Yeah, yeah. It's like two o'clock. You have to be like, okay, we're blasting. Well, but now it has we... to be synchronized at one eighty because if they're yeah, thirty yeah. degrees, then like, yeah, you, know, you go opposite down. sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So everyone who like blows stuff up, like well, we can't use lasers because someone's just going to shoot the other person in the face eventually. <laughs> classic, classic. It always happens. Yeah, yeah, and it's always going to be an evil corporation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At the end of the movie. Um, that's cool. I'm curious though. This um, what did you call the space spider or an astro spider? Oh, let's let's what? go with the uh, astro spider. That sounds astro spider yeah. TM. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. and, and juice tubes. Um, so these these mining operations to actually get to the asteroid will that be entirely robotic or will it be manned? Like, oh, that's what? good because I mean we've got really good robots thing. now, but we I have think then. I don't think I don't think you'd use people for it yeah okay yeah like the whole point of corporations now as much as everybody likes to rage at why they don't have a job it's because mm. automation's a thing and if people are like mm-hmm. oh well you're gonna make jobs and you go out to space no space is ridiculously hard and really bad for humans <laughs> oh, that would be awful too if like people died in an accident in space because that's just a place where it's gonna happen you right. know what i mean like and it's like, like especially and, the and first go you're gonna go find their their body oh yeah and you know like oh, people man. and it's funny because like you'll see this in in shows uh, the Expanse has a really good job of it. They kind of don't ever show, like, sometimes they'll bump into a body and, like, a big, like, they'll be traveling through the shipwreck and there'll be a body. Mm-hmm. But, like, they'll be near it and there's no, because space is huge. Yeah. And if somebody gets kicked off a rock, they don't get found again. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the chances of you, like, you'd have to get so good to know exactly and then send the ship in the right direction. Yeah, the chances are one over R cubed. Yeah. Because it's it's so easy, a hundred meters r cubed. Yeah, know, yeah. Ten to the two cubes. That's a million r squared in distance. <laughs> just no, like, it's yeah. one in a million. Good luck. A tiny object. Yeah, yeah that's just out there. Yeah. Um, unless unless you like immediately were on the problem, like somebody something happens where somebody's launched into like this trajectory away from the asteroid, you could be like, okay. Given this tiny amount of gravity, they're going to travel this way with their mass, uh, and we're already to, on the ball, and we're already going to you know yeah, go you'd rescue have them to right have away. Shuttles around 
ready yeah. to just like do like, pilots seven. are just sitting in there reading a comic book yeah. and somebody's like go they're like okay and they're gone yeah yeah and they've got a you know they've probably got something on their body that like you a know, little they'd have to be thing. some sort of tracking beacon yeah. and yeah. it would have to be super accurate yeah, and because was, humans are small. Humans are small, and our <laughs> like brains you wanna, are yeah. small. Like, try to find someone in an avalanche on Earth. You know how easy that is compared to <laughs> being lost in space. So this actually, this is a neat topic though, because it's, it's kind of weirdly inverse in some ways. So I was in search and rescue for a couple of years in the interior, and the thing about life expectancy, life expectancy, is that it's the golden hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's basically the golden hour. Yeah. But then after that, it diminishes like exponentially. It gets exponential decay after that. Like yeah. after the first day, it's you got a fifty percent chance of finding them. After that, it's twenty five. Wow. It goes down really. But that's like in a forest where you can't see anyone. This is an interesting thing because it's is rather than exponential decay by having, this is like, like it is one over r cubed because it's volume and mm-hmm. it's a volume that instead of like in the woods just everything looks the same that's why people get lost it's just because we can't compute the direction that we mm-hmm. were just in we don't record it whereas and there's just like a field of stuff that looks all the same people get lost but here it's just everything's in front of you invisible mm-hmm. it's just so big we have a empty. surface to sort of map out and then we can triangulate right. and have teams of yeah. searchers like yeah but on in, earth in, there's stuff in the way yeah, in yeah. Space, there's space. nothing in the way you can find it it's just so big it's yeah. just too big yeah. like and uh, the expanse does a really good job of like when they're looking there's like another ship nearby and mm-hmm. he can he kind of knows its trajectory so he looks and he sees where the stars are going out yeah, yeah. so he's like ah oh, that's where that other ship is yeah yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. it's like okay but that's a ship mm-hmm. and it was fairly close humans aren't going to block out any starlight what are you yeah. kidding me yeah there is yeah. no like it, it, they're <laughs> yeah. gone yeah you're talking about like a small fractional percent dip it's yeah like undetectable by we, like a like i said you eye. would have to have and then you couldn't use a light you'd have to have some tor- sort of signal generator that was bright enough yeah to be yeah. picked up by something and even then as the ship's trying to find you it has to be giving velocity information mm-hmm. because otherwise he's going to find you going 100 kilometers an hour faster than you or something <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and that doesn't end well no no we're, yeah we're approaching his last known location <laughs> splat <laughs> like, like like that video of the person being rescued by the helicopter that spins oh, that would be a good so day scary looking. that would be oh. a good day <laughs> would be a good day oh, like space man. is hard humans if we were meant to be in space we wouldn't have been on we a wouldn't planet. have stuck around <laughs> here you know so yeah i i think it'll be mostly robot, especially since like how good spacex has been at yeah I, i'm surprised that yeah so much of it has been like ai controlled like the landing of the the rocket on the drone ship and then the i think the docking, the I, docking. do you know how much of that was I'd have completely to, automated i'd have to figure because they were they were crude and i remember hearing that they did some amount of activity but i can't remember if it was just like superficial or they really were piloting it um but anyway at any rate um yeah like robotics is going to be easy and especially robotics in space like i'm more impressed by the the sur- the surgery of robots doing very careful tiny mo- movements than um than maybe a, a robot doing a doing a, a spin and maneuver in space and uh, operating um 
uh, thrusters and stuff. Yeah. Um, We've already got the timing right to like with the variation of gravity on a planet. Yeah. I'm sure we can get it yeah. when there's none. Well, and yeah. and like you said, with mi- with microscopic adjustments, humans don't do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's <laughs> no. really humans incredible. are really bad at that. Now, they granted, are. robots are can be too because they operate on servos and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. you know, I can get servos down to micro arc seconds. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, whatever the the clock speed of your yeah device would let you do. Yeah, right. And so it's it's insanely better. And but the problem is, is that still that's enough error in space that you're out by a large margin after a short period of time. But a robot can still always make the correction. Whereas, like the most the t- most terrifying thing I've ever ever read is uh, the Apollo thirteen. When you're like, yeah, you got to uh, just adjust the thrusters manually and put the earth in this part of your window. And, then, <laughs> and I was like, do you want to f- run that by me again? <laughs> because like, yeah, and I will get back in a couple hours for another course adjustment. And the course adjustment was like, yeah, okay, try to get like Russia in this part of your window. And I'd be like, no, that is not happening. Do you mean in grade eight when I was like drawing in crayon really hard in the corners of russia and then like lightly doing the center i that... did that too thank you yeah so that was meaningful <laughs> yeah like, like that a, was memory you'll be training. a good like, apollo 13 pilot but that's yeah, the thing that's the like even thing even for. if even if spacex's rockets had this really fine minute adjustable mm-hmm. micro rockets for humans to do that adjustment is beyond us oh yeah like it can't yeah it's just it's and your, response times and stuff to and i mean granted uh like, you know, i'm gonna keep plugging the expanse because it's amazing yeah it. please <laughs> but the only time <laughs> yeah. that the pilot ever wants to do anything is when he's in close quarters with something mm-hmm. and because you know why his margin of error he doesn't care yeah he's like you know what if i'm out by 100 meters that's probably a good thing that's better yeah. than and so you know he's he wants to he wants to over adjust he wants mm-hmm. to sh- skew too far because the other person's another human and not a you know or a predictive robot like they you want to be unpredictable yeah right so, in, in a combat situation yeah yeah whereas sometimes he's like oh, I'll, I'll dock it and he does like a soft dock it's like no 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 <laughs> no no and i imagine uh because in space right now there's no sensors on the edges of like I mean, actually, I, I, that's not true in AI. I don't know that. You know, I didn't, like, build the ADCs that are on the ISS. But I imagine that we'll have bots that do, like, auto-aligning. Well, like, they already they'll be like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they have, like, little that. cameras. And then pilots won't actually do the tiny and, adjustments. And honestly, they shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Like, I get on, on Earth, it makes sense to have the pilot fly the plane for landing mm-hmm. because... There's a lot of unknowns, and it's just really good to have the human in there because the atmosphere is a chaotic thing that gets in our way. There's, yeah. there's none of that. Space is just F equals MA. Yeah. And so if a robot's like, oh, I just need to go a little over here, and it goes, P-, and then it's yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, and if drones can do that, I'm pretty sure yeah. we can Yeah, we can do that. There. So it's like there's, there's just no need for it in space. Yeah. That's true. So you wrote here observational astronomy. Hey? Oh yeah. yeah. So I didn't think about this until um, until I was already like researching this or looking it up. I wasn't really doing deep research, guys. <laughs> deep research energy. <laughs> um, I was I was looking this stuff up and uh, um, and then I, yeah, I thought about like okay, well you have to survey them because um, you can't yeah. just fly to anyone willy nilly and suddenly you're going to get a fortune. Um, uh, mm. So so I feel like in this future. 
there's going to be some jobs available for observational astronomers to survey asteroids um, as accurately as possible for composition um, and then e uh, estimate of like how easy it is to extract. Yeah, I wonder if you can use like, um, you know, spectral analysis, but you're only getting the surface because the stuff is going to be reflected. But I'm assuming maybe we'll learn that there's indicators of like inner stuff if you see yeah. outer stuff or like. I mean, it could be. What will probably, you will get that at the beginning there's mm -hmm. there's actually quite i'm not going to say quite a bit but we we know where a lot of them are mm -hmm. um thankfully yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and um and you know we kind of they have the classifications of what type they are more or mm -hmm. less which gives us somewhat their composition from what we've been able to measure uh what that lands on earth um the probably one of the big pushes is going to be going out there to a sample of a certain type like you get like oh i want these c types yeah and so you're gonna go mm -hmm. out and you get a yeah. sample of like a thousand of them and that'll be a person that goes and does that to say this is what they're actually made of and yeah. therefore that if it's a c type you should be expecting this type of return with yeah. these margins yeah that will probably happen that's interesting. Um, i mean I, I, okay that's cool. just that's what they do on earth yeah yeah, so, yeah for sure like you, you're not gonna just willy-nilly fly out there find a rock yeah. and and do you know let's mine virginia boys <laughs> space virginia i yeah i was imagining um mostly telescope operation but now you're saying like there, there's gonna there might be a situation where um you'll just actually send a surveying vehicle yeah um now that that surveying vehicle will probably have some form of optics on it to as oh, it's going yeah, out certainly. to like also survey positions oh well, like since it's out there yeah yeah it'll and, get a better and, angle and, and stuff not yeah. just for like hey what's coming yeah because uh, you want to get out of the way of it um but also mm. to be like oh hey there was uh, a rock over here was never previously identified cool and it mm. seems to be this type survey probes yeah. survey probes but i think those will probably be human operated yeah they'll, like it'll be drone driven but you know the, mm. the stuff will come to a human or that could be Decision robotic because i mean they are doing that on mars right. right now they're getting compositions using a laser beam, i mean so. come to think of it like all telescopes are already robots yeah yeah although when you brought this up it's good that you chose that angle because i was thinking i was for some reason i was thinking of like the administrative uh dichotomy of the whole thing like you were like how are they going to do it and i was like how do you like manage that? Because now, <laughs> <laughs> like instantly, like, I don't even care about like how they're gonna they'll figure it out. But I was like, well, now we have two divisions of astronomy. Like we've got we've got mm -hmm. R and D, yeah. which is what we do, and then we've now got like the business end, you know, the business end of the stick, where they're just like, we yeah. have more money than R and D, classic. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. They're just gonna yeah. have so much oh, more money I'm than sad us again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big sad. <laughs> and then uh, because they needed us just so they could exploit us for money. And then, but also now they're gonna like we will have extremely high end R and D because I mean if we're accomplishing that we can actually have ridiculously huge telescopes. Yeah, yeah. Like the, now the radio telescope that we're building like currently to private go companies will want to invest in really amazing telescopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have ridiculous science, like, <laughs> like, like. Oh man, like near solar system scale, like huge things that'll just be like little radar things that talk to each other and like compare Honestly, information. The probably one of the better things that that they would get is something on the moon, like a radio telescope on the moon to mm -hmm. make a moon earth like earth moon size telescope yeah, yeah probably yeah. start and we'll, yeah we're gonna get like the yeah we're gonna get all the axions for yeah. sure because <laughs> you yeah. you 
they're just there's no they don't give off any light they barely they reflect any exactly like yeah. i i was using mm-hmm. i think the c type are the darkest ones <laughs> <laughs> basically black in sunlight wait yeah. are those the ones with is ice that, uh is it, carbonaceous? Trying, is it the c's for carbonaceous i'm trying carbonaceous to um but they might still be dark i just, i thought if they were icy they'd be really bright um but yeah those those types um and then there's the the, the iron nickel ones Three, um, yeah, there's C, S, and M. The chondrite are the most common. Uh, S types are stony, and M types are metallic. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that, yeah, that doesn't help me at all. Uh, but the C well, types are dark in appearance, yeah. Well, that's why we don't see. You know, that's why Pluto was alone for a long time. Because mm-hmm. it was so dark. His buddies are all... Very low albedo? Yeah. Yeah. So... Or is it very high albedo? Which no, way does it go? low albedo is dark. High albedo Thanks. is... <laughs> My man went to libido. Oh, dude, yeah. High and low. Up Living there. albedo loco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that's cool. I did think about um, that part. Yeah, like now we've got two giant schools of thought where we've got like people going to school to do asteroid mining stuff and they've got to know all this astronomy. Mm hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's cool preservation for astronomy anyway, because like, despite whether or not it's popular then or now, you will need it. Mm-hmm. Like you are going to need it if you're going to get resources one day. Yeah. You yeah. got to know all the stuff we learned in school. Like you got to <laughs> know, like the relative abundance of certain areas. Like yeah. in the solar system, we've got light stuff on the outside for the big guys, you know, or, uh, yeah, like the, yeah. How people would get to these things. You got to know a lot of physics. You got to yeah. know, know a lot of astronomy and trajectory. And I personally geodesics. think that astronomy will probably get a bigger boost commercially mm. and only because it's really hard to see asteroids really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to study mm-hmm. them is ridiculous. Like, even if we increase the budget, I'm, I'm personally not sure how much more we'd get out of it per dollar. The amateur astronomers will like just, yeah fall in love with all the extra cool toys we end up making commercially Mm -hmm. what will increase astronomy research in that is if you can find ways to mine like gas giants for their atmospheric gases so if you can find a way oh, to get, yeah. because that Scooping. is super easy. Just ice cream scoop Venus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, because that one, that could be done with a with a backyard telescope, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they're bright enough. Um, and yeah. so that, to me, like, because telescopes, you know, if you're not very bright, um, you don't do too much. Yeah, and, just... and you can't just say, oh, well, we use, like, infrared, like, we use other non-visible telescopes, and that only really works for things that... Mm. emit their own light mm-hmm. um <laughs> planets and all that are almost strictly visible just because they don't emit light we're really only going to get what reflects we can do some infrared and some yeah. mm-hmm. some stuff like that but that's only being reflected what the sun's reflecting so if the sun's only giving off 30 percent of its power as radio waves to begin mm-hmm. with and that stupid thing has an albedo of 0.02. Yeah. You're now getting 0.02 <laughs> of 30% of the sun's light yeah. reflected back at you. And it's all dropping off to one over R squared. Yeah. So, yep. Both ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it would be very difficult for these really small, dark objects, Yeah, I think. Now, granted, it will increase a bit because you are going to want to know where more are or what types. Like what We want to know as much as we can before we start sending rockets up because yeah. they're not cheap. But yeah. I think the bigger boom 
for that kind of thing to happen will be when brighter targets become the object. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, just like an off the hip thing is we'll we'll be able to, uh, um, we'll be able we'll we'll be able to like penetrate the gas giants now much better. Like we've got all the resources to build things that we can you know we wouldn't want to crash into stuff mm-hmm. and like you know contaminate anything like yeah. classically, but also. <laughs> Yeah, like in any way, because we're already worried about that. Um, but like now we can, now we can go, like to places and get really large probes to do really complex jobs on you know the you know the hexagon yeah. on, on Saturn. Like we, we can don't do have all to the build stuff. them in, on Earth anymore, right? When we have this industry, we yeah. can have the, the factories in space and the and assemble like say, them there. You the would labs, put yeah. them on the Lagrange point, probably the L two point of the Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good and because go visit then those, it's like... super. You just have to leave the Moon's gravity well and whatever's left of the Earth back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. would just be a. I pushed it and it's now gone. Have yeah. a nice day. That's awesome. Right? Yeah, like a really like heavy bean like probe that's just gonna get decimated on the way into like Saturn or something, and mm-hmm. then you know whatever whatever ends up there can still do some jobs mm-hmm. you know before it gets crumpled but yeah that's actually a really cool yeah really cool concept that like by the time we're already you know money is going to flow into it because mm-hmm. we already want resources this is like yeah we're, this is like the, the, how the, much we're willing the to pay only for thing that i haven't brought up yet is will we get to those resources before we deplete this place because mm, that's that requires big question that yeah. requires yeah, yeah. foresight that um corporations are not good at yeah they are really good at adapting to an immediate situation yeah, we, yeah, which we want is the money right which is now. why during this quarantine all of the bigger companies were like oh here's our online presence yeah yeah and it wasn't because they orchestrated it or whatever they're really good at rapid re- at rapid reaction yeah. mm-hmm. right but this is a long-term oversight that requires them to already have plans in place mm-hmm. and what to do, and they're terrible at that. <laughs> so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like there's Virgin Galactic has, and they just actually failed on a launch oh. a week ago or something like that. So, but it was like their first try. So get, get yeah, on them. yeah. <laughs> and then SpaceX. So you've already got some companies that do it, but those aren't companies that do that kind of resource stuff. Yeah. yeah yeah so it'd it be, be interesting different. to see if they're just the piggybackers because a mining yeah. corporation isn't going to suddenly develop space technology that's right so yeah, they, yeah. and they can't they, they can't even companies you, yeah so will provide to, the rockets exactly then, they have to provide all the space stuff and i think that is where spacex has been going to show that hey not only could we supply this space station we can now get people up there and they're just right. showing like eventually some of you some of the corporations out there who deal in mining resources are going to realize that it's just better to go out in space first Mm -hmm. off you have nobody protesting you the funny thing is and there's unlimited mm -hmm. almost like for a human being it's unlimited out there you could mine the asteroid belt for as long as you think you can and there's still an asteroid belt yeah 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 and you know what i didn't consider is like you know how uh we didn't like we're all just humble here we didn't even consider like competition really like the like we have so many compet like competing like oil and gas companies right like here like and they sell for different rates of different like resources from space 
just who has the best whatever what rates mm-hmm. are they willing to do for mm-hmm. whatever and like he needs stuff and then you know there's probably going to be a ritzy ritzy area or like there'll be an alberta of space you know what i mean like i didn't even <laughs> right, consider that, that they have like some group has mineral rights on this um we'll set of we we'll call it specs it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a big That's oil. It's it. big space. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I did want to ask, and I don't think we have answers for this, but like, um, and I also don't know enough about economics um, to know how this would work. But I am curious that like, okay, we now have like private corporations like benefiting from all, like, all a ton of investment that they have to do up front. But um, then they have free range of the rest of space to extract resources and make all of the profit. Um, so I'm just like wondering how like the the common citizen could possibly benefit um, if they're not employees of this company, I guess. Like a space version of just you going out with the kid and, and gold gold panning. Well, well, I mean, just like reaping the, the benefits of our society working hard to um, to to get all this uh, resources uh. to increase our our happiness or whatever we do. Well, now mm. the foundry is going to require workers the okay. problem yeah. is is let's assume it's a really big foundry and it outputs the same amount of ore and all that that uh, earth currently produces okay that means there's no new jobs because you right just, you just transport you just them to move space. people yeah so right away it's less jobs right because you're not going to build a foundry that's going to match what earth is yeah. currently mm-hmm. right so um, you, you're already losing jobs to this. Well, you do need and technicians and like you people need to te- service sure, this. Sure, you yeah, do, yeah. you yeah. do, but you just retrain them. So you think, yeah. And it's, you, you get that retraining, you get all that. You're, you're probably down on jobs, mm. but corporations are making more money. Mm. And so it, yeah, it'll come scary. down to the whole, like at, at some point we need to address the fact that people, the corporations are making money. By having not people do work. Yeah. Robots are doing work. And yeah. at what point do you say, okay, if you don't want people to work, mm-hmm. then you either stop charging people for your prog- for your stuff because you're not giving them money to buy it. Yeah. yeah. Or we work out like some sort of basic income yeah, situation. Yeah, some, some sort Adam, of Adam like Smith earth, uh, earth uh, policy where it's like, okay, anything you'd, uh, you know, get for for from all of this uh technology of the of the future um all the resources you get like some fraction of goes to like every citizen on yeah. earth or something like that and it and it, it should be if it replaces the work of a worker mm. it should have some sort of tax or whatever on it yeah yeah set that goes to pay so and it and it might sound i was talking to uh, i got a lot of like trades family okay <laughs> and I was like, you know, I hate to say it, but other construction workers, I said, your like nail gun yeah. should have had that on it because oh, yeah, it yeah. took three people right, yeah. from hammering up, you know, a wall mm-hmm. to one dude who's going tick, 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 and, you know, assembling a house with this air yeah. gun. I said, that took jobs away. Yeah. It wasn't, oh, well, somebody else replaced them. No. Yeah. They just, there wasn't where we don't need 50 people to build a house anymore. I need five good construction workers a person yeah. should be getting paid the wage of those 30 people right of the past before that but technology. In, instead of and it's like and for forestry that's huge <laughs> because you now have oh, yeah. one dude sitting in a, a machine yeah. granted the machine's beating the tar of his body but it's one dude grabbing a machine going, 
meh, 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 meh. 12 hours later, another dude comes in, gets in the machine, and goes, meh, meh, meh. In a week, they have logged something that would have taken 50 guys, each two guys to a saw, walking in and sawing everything by hand. Human innovation is amazing. It's insane. (laughs) And I think that's a huge thing, too. It kind of brings back to, like, when I was saying at the beginning... Is that like like a the resources of those precious metals go down, so it already destroys the market. But yeah, it also destroys the market now because there's no one to like do the work. No, and so you have to find a way. And I was kind of it was funny because I was, I was thinking about like this 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 topic of like wait, wait, these wait, corporations. Wait. We can now pay the artists. Yeah, there, there are no starving <laughs> artists. Yeah. Yeah, right, that's... and it was like as I, I kept coming back to to like corporations and stuff, and I was getting into some discussions before of like you know everybody likes to say survival of the fittest mm. yeah and that only works when there's predators yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah. um a corp and like people like oh well you know that predator thing but what's the predator of a lion yeah <laughs> and the answer is it's environment yeah if the lion does too many bad things to all the other the lions will just die because the environment Starvation. will be able to support, support them right the Corp- predator prey model where like you exactly. get too many predators. right and, and we've all <laughs> yeah. taken math 200 and if you've taken math 342 with uh yeah differential Stacey, equations yeah. yeah um you did the rabbit and the hare and it shows yeah. like the population growth and how they kind of loop around each other as the rabbits increase the, the, the wolves increase yeah yeah, yeah. And then the rabbits die off because there's more wolves, so the wolves die off. They're controlling yeah. that. Population. They're controlling each other. The only control for corporations is regulation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they naturally fight it because yeah. you know why wouldn't you fight against the yeah. thing that's there to destroy you? Yeah. And it comes to a point where if we do become where it's just corporations out in space, which is fine as long as you have their predator mm-hmm. to help out, because otherwise, yeah, they're going to be five guys sitting with all the money in the world yeah wondering why nobody's buying their stuff and it's like well i can't because you're swimming in the money yeah i, yeah. I can't get any and you're like but i made all these things you're like you're not hearing me you yeah. have all the money Remember yeah that well, move you guys stop eating avocado toast yeah, 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 I, yeah. I can't because <laughs> you decided to grow those in space <laughs> <laughs> space farming yeah. yeah yeah and so yeah like it's that's probably going to be the biggest hurdle yeah is that you're you're going to have less jobs created from this just because humans are getting very good at making robots do menial things Mm -hmm. and we've we've been doing it for 100 years yeah the economy might get turfed and we'll have to go full star trek and just not have money yeah like you're just you're gonna have to find a way in which if a corporation wants to make something and sell it to people those people have to have an income Mm -hmm. or care uh, yeah or something you know yeah like otherwise it just like it doesn't work it's like oh there's there's no jobs that's because you give it all to the robots yeah know? yeah and then you know they'll blame like i don't know some, and then a- robots some alien make more money. aliens invaded and took all your jobs i guess <laughs> <laughs> they're storing them away somewhere yeah area 51 <laughs> opened up as soon as we went out into space so that they could get all the aliens to do all the work yeah <laughs> yeah Found a hidden cache of jobs here. Where did this come from? Yeah, big room just full of jobs hanging around. <laughs> so that, that's that'd be that's my concern. No, yeah, me too. Yeah. My first thought was just the environment. Although I was thinking on the selling, like the like the price point of stuff and resources is gone, but also, yeah, nobody's doing stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, cool, it's weird. I'm cool not, hangout sesh. Yeah, sure how it'll pan out, but I. I'm excited and scared at the same time yeah. at this possible future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see... And an indefinite one, too. That's uh, the thing. 
Yeah, I like, I like there's no way that we're just going to hang out on Earth. In some time. form or another, that's going to happen. I yeah. don't know if it's going to be astro spiders and, and juice tubes, but it'll be in space somehow. It'll be something. I'm yeah. trying to see and I'll, if I can find it on this phone, but working in forestry, I get to see some fun things. You can see a mine, Gibraltar mine, in the background, mm-hmm. and it dwarfs the mountains around it, and it's Yikes. the pilot, the tailings, mm, oh, like right. just this, the giant dam that yeah. they just slowly build up. Yeah, and uh, I've got a picture of it. There. I might have seen. I don't know if maybe it's that exact thing, but um, I think I went there. I was watching a, a show that where they took a road trip. Uh, it was called Road Quest. They took a road trip up um, to northern quest. BC um, to the Yukon. Mm-hmm. um and and yeah there there was a segment where they're like driving past like what is that like a mountain or something like oh whoa that's just a pile of when tailings. you um so if you're driving i gotta place myself so if you're from prince george towards um smithers like that highway mm-hmm. I can't the highway of tears mm. but if you're driving down that and you get past i think it's forest lake and as you're driving out and you're heading out towards i can't remember the name of it now it has um if you look over to the side everything's flat because the plateau but then there's just this giant berm oh. that shows up and it's a oh, long ways wow. away and yeah. you're like what is oh it's a mine yeah wow and it's huge and oh. you're like if it looks sizable and i'm on the highway mm-hmm. i can't even imagine how big it is yeah it's and, spooky. Yeah. <laughs> and there's quite a bit of that. Now, now imagine Not that there. three dimensions in space. <laughs> yeah. A big yeah. old space mine. But see, thankfully, that doesn't occupy where plants grow and animals potentially live. Yeah, now they're all just <laughs> so, And not just all animals, like us. <laughs> us yeah. as animals. Yeah. 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 One of the things I've always dealt with in forestry is people hate how ugly it looks. Mm-hmm. And it's because you can't see a mine because they don't build them near highways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're A, smarter about that, and B, the resources normally aren't near highways. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, here's Gibraltar mine from space. Oh, okay. So there's like, uh, it's mostly green on the map, uh, but then there's like a white yeah it's splotch there in the all middle. the way and like there and this is the spot that you can see in that picture i'll show okay so right. what what i don't know anything about mining uh, what like they, they take a mountain what is that stuff and they slowly lower it down and then uh-huh. they take whatever's not ore yeah and they have to dump it somewhere and okay. so they'll slowly make like a big pile okay and yeah they slowly build up like a berm and if they're some places they'll use that berm to hold back the tailings okay and then that way you're always building up the berm mm-hmm. and thus you can always get more tailings. Uh, so that happens quite a bit. And then, yeah, so it's right past Fraser Lake and you're driving by the highway and you just see like a giant yeah. berm. Okay. Yeah. I can imagine driving down just, that highway and then just like, there's nothing, it's all <laughs> flat. And then there's just this giant wall of dirt Oh man. and it's like, quite a few kilometers away <laughs> heck of a sandbox yeah and you're like oh quite oh, the right, sandbox man. and then you know like there's the diamond pits and everything that everybody's seen pictures of mm-hmm. that you could fit a city in yeah mm-hmm. and i said they just fill it with slave labor <clears throat> Ooh. sorry that was out loud <laughs> well boys we're in an hour and 20 
Nice. All right. Um, yeah, I'm happy with this. Um, we talked about a re- lot of really interesting things. Um, I, I, I am curious what other people uh, will think of this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to hear other people's yeah. things because, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I'm, there's a million crazy things that could come out of that. Yeah. And, yeah. I, Stuff I was, we haven't considered yet. Yeah. yeah. I know that there's quite a few people that don't like the fact that corporations are going out into space. Yeah, yeah, and some smart uh, well, kid. From, we did uh, we did address some. Uh, we did mention that there are that there is a the, concern. Yeah, yeah. The, there is a concern. The the if you look at it historically though, a government has always been the first one to check something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they show it's possible, and then corporations go and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I say like you can't stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the, the only predator to a corporation is regulation. Oh yeah, and yeah. So yeah. if you, we don't do it properly, it's going to be exactly like. Finding America. Yep. <laughs> yeah, here it's gonna be like right. Yeah. And every other time that somebody's done an exploration, I've been like, mm-hmm. "Hey, look, I guess this is mine now." Yeah. And it's like, no, no. Oh, I'm sure some Wednesday night open house kid will just solve it. Oh yeah, instantly. Just say, "Oh no, here's what you need to do." Yeah. Um. Have a guillotine outside their office. Yeah. Do it the French way. <laughs> do it the French. Solve this uh, is problem. that a, a new a new term for like Frenching someone? <laughs> you refer to, when you refer to a revolution. Um, well, what was that? That there was that <laughs> meme of the guy who like walks by the girl and his girlfriend. Oh, like, ah, and yeah. It's, uh, it's he's teen and it's Gia and Corin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that one, that wow. one resonated so yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah, I was laughing so hard. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> the French in me was very pleased. Too perfect. That was part two of our episode on asteroid mining. Thanks for hanging out on the fourth floor with us. Remember, if you want to add to the conversation, you can just uh, talk to us on facebook.com slash fourth floor podcast. We also have a subreddit r slash fourth floor podcast. Um, we also have... What's that app called? Uh, Instantgram. We've got that. And you can also go to our actual website, fourthfloorpodcast.com. We'll have new episodes every two weeks. There. Now we have to commit. That's it from us today. Hope to see you next time on The Fourth Floor.